On the long and crowded journey from Pebblebrook to Lockhaven, Granny penned a pair of reports passing her time at camp. She sealed them and placed them in Gwendolyn's box to review at her leisure. This was the first. The first report is on Sable and her activities in the spring of 1149. In the spring of 1149, Sable killed a milk snake and saved myself and a civilian from its wrath. Her medical expertise treated the civilian's injuries, and he recovered smoothly. She assisted in the resettlement of the Dark Heather refugees. Due to Sable's inexperience, she was captured by an enemy combatant, but Isolde disabled them to rescue her. Sable is unfocused and troubled. The losses of her last mission weigh upon her heavily, and she is not ready for what is coming. If Sable requests time off, give it to her. A few seasons away from active duty would do her well. However, when danger was upon us, she was sharp and quick. I think her fear and unease has honed her reactions, made her fierce, but also kind of jumpy. She is quick to leap into danger, and fearless in the face of snake or weasel alike. She lacks a warrior's skill, but she has a warrior's instincts. Given time, I think Sable will be a fighter to be feared. I have entrusted her with Rosalind's blade, Thorn. I expect she will do great things with it, but I do not expect I will live to see them. Sable is uneasy and unskilled in battle, and will need years to improve upon both. Hello everybody and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We are playing Mouse Guard for you today with the entire crew uh, at one point or another because this is our spring 1149 montage. Uh, we're going to find out what uh, everybody got up to after their first mission of the season uh, to, to fill out the rest of the spring. So we're going to start with our red patrol uh, that is Sable and Granny and is old. Hello. Hello. Hey. We last left off with uh, Thomas being expelled from the territories and uh, a large group of ex-Dark Heather residents uh, in Pebblebrook uh, wondering what is to be done with them. So who would like to tell me what you all did next? Who's going to take ownership of this group of people? I, I want to take ownership of this group of people. That's what <laughs> okay. I thought. Yeah. Um, surprising. Uh, but yeah, Sable wants to help get these people situated either like in this town or like another town or Lockhaven, but like she wants to help. Uh, like that's what she's going to chiefly spend her time doing. I think this spring is, is like helping this group of refugees get settled. I think the plan was that Lockhaven first. Lockhaven would be the, the first stop. Yeah. And then they that would be the best place there. for them to get yeah. back to wherever they needed to be. Yeah. Since then. Okay. So is so yeah, uh Sable, is this first step you getting them to Lockhaven, or is this you like being a travel agent in Lockhaven, uh uh helping them all get off to either new lives or trying to rejoin the life they left behind? Like getting them to Lockhaven is is like obviously important but mm -hmm. i think that sable is going to like really focus on the like getting them like back into like yeah. a life it's important but we can also skip that part yeah that's what i was thinking we can go straight to the travel agent it, part it's what sable's really good at too is is setting up people's lives i mean <laughs> yeah. look look at uh look at your girlfriend it's <laughs> so got mean. her all squared away Hey, uh, Granny. Hello. What what did you do uh, on this mission to demonstrate you were right to go back into the field? That I was right to go back into the field. I don't know <laughs> if Granny has an answer to that. Uh, <laughs> I think once we got back to Lockhaven, I'm just going to go out and do my own thing after this. Like, yeah. Leave these two to do whatever. They're adults. They can, they can figure out their own stuff. I hear that there is a problem in Thistledown with a beehive growing in, Gwendolyn was telling me about, so I gotta go take care of that. Okay. So you, you demonstrate that you were right to go into the field in that... Uh, I'm just gonna keep doing work. While, yeah, <laughs> while Sable and Isolde 
presumably, are, uh, uh, you know, dotting I's and crossing T's back in Lockhaven. You're just marching right back out on your own. Yeah. Thistletown is like a day's walk away. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that's uh, the next leg. Uh, Isolde, what did you do while uh, Granny w- was off solo, I guess, uh, to prove your loyalty to the guard? To prove my loyalty? What kind of question is that? Isolde's <laughs> 100% loyal. Yeah, that's, so it shouldn't be hard. That shouldn't be difficult. I feel like Isolde is probably not like in an emotionally super capable mood right now. If you think about it, it's been, you know, a few days. It's probably been at least a week uh, to, to get a large group all the way back. I mean, it feels boring. Like, I don't want to say that she could just go with Sable and help out with that, because that seems boring. Uh, but um, let's... Uh... Maybe, maybe uh, you didn't let Granny go off on her own <laughs> oh. and, and saved her from, from some something that, that would have been overwhelming for a single mouse. I think that's a good point. I feel like Isolde is probably wanting to do some like amount of damage control with Granny right now, uh, because okay. uh, she probably does not want. She probably feels that Granny has gotten a bad impression of her, and even if it does not blow her cover, which I don't think she's given any impression to do that much. But even if it does not cause her problems directly, she should probably go with her for a bit and try to show that she can also be mature and responsible in situations that do not involve childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I guess she will accompany Granny on her Bemis adventure for like a week. <laughs> that sounds good, as we basically, I guess, take apart a beehive. So probably knows something about that. I mean, she knows chemicals. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to make mm-hmm. smoke to pacify him first. That's yeah. definitely a step that you could help with. Granny's all condescending about it the whole time. Like, this now you put this together with this, and then you patiently. get this smoke. Oh, dear. But it's good that they're friends. <laughs> Friendship. That's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Granny's perspective, like, she feels like she kind of botched this past season. Mm-hmm. If she was trying to earn the trust of the guard, it did not work. Like She was trying to make sure they were capable, but she feels like she burned bridges to do it, which isn't the best way to go about it. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I think Grit is all only hates Granny a bit. It's not like a strong <laughs> resentment. It's okay. I said it's okay to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sable, meanwhile in, in Lockhaven, you have set up everybody who needs a, a escort back to wherever they're going with another patrol who happens to be going in that direction for some other business. Uh, you have had several people decide to join the sort of civilian uh, population of Lockhaven. And Boris is a uh, proud and incredibly anxious new recruit uh, who will be uh, uh, assigned a patrol just as soon as he's finished uh, interning or uh, uh, apprenticing with one of the crafts mice here in Lockhaven. <laughs> but while you were doing that, Granny went off on her own. The, the next day or so, Isolde went off thinking that Granny probably needed some help, and as we know, out of character. Turns out that was true. Uh, so, uh, Sable, what did you do uh, while all these, all, all of your compatriots were, were disappearing one by one to show that you were right to stay in the guard rather than uh, retire as you nearly did over the winter? I think that she probably helped like train some like maybe she helped train Boris, or like mm-hmm. I basically I just want her to help like eat, like train someone or like do any sort of training for her to like I want her to be sort of like harder on people than she has been on Lily. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be Boris because <laughs> that that's my job to be NPCs. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So I don't understand. I don't understand why I, I have to like make candles and weave baskets. Like I'm capable. I can just just give me a sword and and I'll, I'll learn as I go. Right? That's that's how the mentorship thing works. No, it's not. Uh, actually, funny story. You you can't learn as you go with a deadly weapon. Like you're gonna hurt yourself or someone else when you're on the job. So so just give me like a blunt stick or whatever, okay. like you used to have. I but I I don't know why I I have to make maps 
in the meantime, what, what is the point of, of blacksmithing when there are... Do you think that maps are not important? Because I would love to see you get through the woods without having one. Uh, the fact that you're so impatient says everything about why you need to be here doing this instead of being out there. It's because it's not fun or joyful when you have to hold a weapon. It's serious and this is teaching you the discipline that you need to have to, to be able to do that. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but this is just, it's how it has to be. So, all right, Boris is just, he doesn't believe you, but he's sick of arguing with you. And so like there, he's got a list of uh, senior artisans who are available to, to take on a, a pre-Tenderpaw apprentice. And, you know, like, there's an insectrist, there's a there's a stonemason, uh, there's an archivist, and there's a there's a healer, and he's not sure like none of these none of these are exciting for the the vengeful mouse with, with uh, fire in his belly. Mm. Um Sable's gonna be like, well, you know, a healer was what I mentored in, and you know, she was my she was a great teacher, really engaging, really fun. She's, she's just like straight up like lying at this point, but it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't know how else I'm going to convince this dude that it's a good idea. You should take the time to, to be with a healer. I mean, it's better than being, you know, cooped up in a library filing paperwork all day. And like, have you, was it Insectrist or Apiarist? That was one of the other ones. Insectrist. Okay. And have you seen the spiders? <laughs> like, it's not... <laughs> My, my daughter has one and it's fine, but like, uh, some of those things are, I wouldn't want to spend all day around them, you know? <laughs> what, what if Sable's really fine with spiders, but hates crickets? Just cannot oh. stand crickets. God, yeah, okay, that's, that's canon now. She just finds crickets really fucking creepy. They're so noisy. Actually, they really are so noisy in real life. Boris is going to, uh, like, okay, fine, but, mm. but every spare moment that I get, I'm going to be, you know, practicing with my sword. Good. Like, that's great. Like, please do. I, I will, I will happily help you whenever I'm free. You free right now? You have to go sign up for your mentorship. (laughs) Okay. Are you free in 10 minutes? Yes. I'll be free in 10 minutes and we can, you can work out some of your frustration. (laughs) (laughs) So as uh, uh, the sun sets in Lockhaven, as there is a clang of the rose sword against a, a dulled practice blade in uh, uh, the sparring room, uh, we, we zoom out up to the tree canopy and, and come back down into Thistledown uh, and see Granny and Isolde in the midst of their uh, a hive rehabilitation. So, probably after a long time of not really saying very much at all personal to Granny, like beyond just like pure job logistic stuff, and probably being a lot more quieter and meeker than she was at the previous place, and a lot like like more, kind of more professional. Mm-hmm. Probably when they're towards the end of what they do, she suddenly out of the blue says to Granny, you know, you sort of remind me of my mentor. Oh? I didn't really think of it before, but both of you are the sort of people who never let something go, who never accept something being unsolvable, and keep going back to it over and over again. Do you know her, Bronwyn? Uh, Granny was slowly nodding while you were talking, and I, I think I, I probably have to know Bronwyn, though. Yeah, no, I w- doesn't. I don't know. Who I was that just is. yeah in the middle of typing up a tell. Like, keep in mind, Granny knows everybody. Granny yeah. knows Bronwyn. Gr- Granny probably knows sides of Bronwyn. Yeah. Gra- Granny knew young Bronwyn. That that's yeah. something is old. Never pretty knew. Old. Bronwyn's probably like in her fifties. That's my like rough idea. Oh, still like twenty five years older than her. Then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still. Uh, um. So what? What is her? I assume she's a science mouse. No, Bronwyn's a. Uh, she has like a, I know she's. A, I think she started off as a forge mouse, and she like a, a smith mouse, like. Someone okay. who makes weapons, and then she... She is notable in our campaign, and therefore in recent years, as someone, uh, as a great detective, yes, trying to crack so. whatever the spear is. Yes, okay. that's what Isolde is making the comparison to. Is that's that what granny. she's been up to lately. <laughs> gotcha. 
uh, she says, uh, Isolde says, You know, I didn't think of this back when we were at the town, but when I was a child, I'd always imagined that whoever was trying to figure out what was happening there had just sort of given up. They didn't care. You know, they said, oh, we can't solve it, and they went home. Yes. But you surprised me that you kept thinking about it and that you wanted to go back. I'm sorry we couldn't solve it back then. Maybe things wouldn't have turned out this way. Everyone makes mistakes, but I'm glad you're at least a person who, well, who wasn't willing to just forget about it. <laughs> so. I have little else to do but remember the past these days. It keeps coming back to me. You held a heavy burden. I hope it was lessened a little bit by our trials. These things never really get any easier. Even if you get what you want, it still changes the way you see the world. And that's not something you can take back. I suppose the way I thought about things back then, about the way that the guard just failed, was a little wrong. Thank you for proving me wrong in that way, at least. <laughs> oh, I'm always happy to prove mice wrong, dearie. As all gives her sort of a mildly annoyed <laughs> frown to her, like, trying to do this vaguely emotional confession and her giving her, and her, like, cackling at her and saying ominous things. I'm not sure I deserve your forgiveness, but, well, I'll take it all the same. Isol looks at Granny for a second, she's probably thinking that she didn't actually say she forgave her. She's just saying that she appreciated the fact that she didn't actually give up. <laughs> so... Granny is supposing. Granny Isol is forcing is just, this forgiveness upon you. Isol is just gonna, going to <laughs> nod and like be like, okay, alright, that's... Yeah. I accept this. I, I accept this at least for the sake of avoiding an awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah, she's a devious motherfucker, I swear. Uh, <laughs> I I like that sort of like limited understanding between Granny and Azul, where she doesn't quite yeah. get to the point where she's really trying to make that she really has a huge amount of resentment, but she yeah, and had very no forgiveness attitude. Granny learned a long time ago. That you seem a lot more wise if you pretend like you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Meanwhile, there are four other mice to talk about. What did Blue Patrol get up to after liberating Copperwood? Meanwhile, on the other side of the territories, we have four more mice to follow up on. Uh, so... Uh, we, we last saw you all in Lockhaven, Blue Patrol, and you had delivered two mice uh, to, to be processed, to, to be judged, to, to determine uh, on the guard's uh, opinion what is the, the best thing to be done with uh, an actual pirate turned uh, uh, protection racketeer and a uh, uh, accused, suspected spy uh, that has a, an interesting perspective on the guard's proper place in the territories. But there's plenty more left in the spring. Uh, so I'm going to go around and, and ask you all what you got up to. Does anybody want to go first? Zeke definitely wants to go visit Kristoff, go to Elmas. It's been a while since we've talked about Kristoff. Yeah, yeah. What business do you think brought you to or through Elmas? Can it be newspaper delivery? <laughs> Seems a little below your pay grade, but I, I don't see why not. I forget about the, the trade between the territories. Like, what, what like, items of military significance would Elmas have to send to Lockhaven? Uh, the, the thing Elmas is most known for is their moss. Their, their moss with strange medicinal properties. Also, their elves. They have this calligrapher that draws the <laughs> most beautiful elves you've ever seen. Wow. So those are. <laughs> I think that's to, to pick up a, a shipment from from Elmas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I think that in this in that moment that he got had to got to to spend with Kristoff, uh, uh, previously Zeke had mentioned to Kristoff like, "Hey, maybe you should move further east." Um, <laughs> and this time he's really doubling down on it because of the shit that went down this season. And he's like, "Look, I really think that you should move further east." I don't. I don't think this is. I don't think this is good. I don't think there's going to be good things happening. 
Uh, Zeke, what what problem came up on this uh, fairly routine-sounding mission to to go move a a shipment of moss? What surprised you and and got in your way? Since the events at Dark Heather, you know, Mm -hmm. people are scared. Mice are scared around the territory. And so when someone from Lockhaven shows up and is like, ah, we need a large order of medicinal moss... Um, everybody wants to know what's going on. Like, uh, so, so all the, the officials, the, you know, the guards uh, in Elmas, um, you know, their own forces and, and everything, everybody involved in keep in getting this request through wants to, it's trying to find out what's going on in Lockhaven and if they think that there's going to be a war or an attack soon. And that's why they're making this order. So, uh, so Tander, how did you, uh, overcome this problem and, and keep things, uh, keep, oh, no. keep a lid on the situation. Well, I'll just you know use my uh, authority as a guard, a mouse of the guard, to calm the situation. Be like, hey, so it's a routine supply patrol. Everybody, there's nothing to be worried about today. And we're all gonna smoke it and get high. Is that what you do with moss? Huh? <laughs> Lily's already high. I don't really know <laughs> what we're doing with this stuff. We're just supposed to take it somewhere else, but you know. First cherry wine and now Elmas, huh? Lily, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a very irresponsible mentor. Tander's straight edge for life because he just doesn't know anything else. <laughs> he, he does not know there are options. Zeke doesn't know <laughs> that you can smoke anything. <laughs> Tander is the one that goes to the bar and orders root beer. So, uh, so Tander, you have managed to to get through this gaggle of uh, uh, nervous Nellies and and uh, gossips, but there is still more business to be done in the territories. What's the next mission uh, you all take on? What town was Tander's girlfriend in? Ah, uh, Wildseed. Also, what was her name? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Tander. That Tander feels the mouse. very Tander. Tander's got a girlfriend in, in like each town. He doesn't remember their names, but also he they're doesn't. just like they're like the most basic of girlfriends, like two kids who are like, marry me someday, okay. We went to one school dance and now we're yeah. Yeah. Sylvia. And he's Sylvia like, who is retconned to be about your age, even though she was first introduced in her forties, and I don't know when that happened. Oh man. <laughs> I'm the the transcripts are like have been coming out for for that season and so like i read the first one when sylvia's name is like a mouse in her early 40s like oh wait what the fuck what did i say what did i do well we could chalk it up to so whoever uh, in the party first saw her being a very poor judge of age that's francisca Hi. yeah that seems that seems about right she was wearing a big hat it's hard to say Francisco seems a person who the only reason she knows Tander's young is because he's smaller. <laughs> I like to think by the quality of their hat. Oh, like it's not a high enough quality hat, so it's a young person's hat, or it's too high quality and your hat wears with age. I need to know. I think it's more about overly fancy hats. More overly <laughs> fancy the younger you are. It's fan- it's too fancy, not practical enough. It's too practical to be a young person's hat, I, th- I think, is what Francisca's saying. Hey, look at Tammy. He's got a feather in his hat. So you go visit your girlfriend in Wild Seed. Yeah. I don't know what our business is. Look, I'm not the leader. I don't, I don't, look, I just go with the leader. But let's see, say that Wild Seed needs some help uh, planting uh, in the spring. That makes sense. Uh, what trouble comes up, Tander, that, that keeps you from either getting to Wild Seed in time or performing this planting? Or what, what gets in the way? What complication do you find? Hmm. So my first instinct was weather, but we've already been through some, some weather obstacles. They're always making more of the stuff, frankly. <laughs> True. Well, I guess that uh, um, a heavy rain would uh, get in the way yeah. of the planting. Lily, you you found yourself in this mire that's supposed to be a field. They can't plant in this muck. The the seed won't take. Uh, what do you do to save the day? Are there other are there other places to to plant 
these seeds, what, what are these seeds that we're planting? That's that's a great idea. I think it would be a, a really cool uh, image to see Lily striking out on her own uh, to find some higher ground that, that was just as arable that they hadn't uh, uh, staked out yet. Yeah, maybe maybe she can kind of use her, you know, her scouting abilities to be like, you mm-hmm. know, actually, guys, maybe maybe up this way with like the way that the weather's headed and like you know what's currently not in the in the path of this storm. I think be this way. Let's try this. I'm so proud. Yeah. So Lily independently takes on the uh, the job of expanding wild seeds agricultural uh, uh, holdings a bit further into the wilderness, but you know, safe and dry enough that that this seed won't drown uh, before it, it can sprout. Fantastic. Good job, Lily. Thank you. I don't know anything about agriculture. <laughs> From the mouths of babes. Oh, you mean Sylvia? Oh, oh my God. <sighs> Tander, what happened when you went to see Sylvia? Like, what yeah, was that? That's You're like, I want to see my girlfriend anyway. What's her name? I mean, look, we, we haven't talked much. We seen a few letters. Nuts. <laughs> but I imagine that Tander uh, used his uh, carpentry to help her uh, fix her house up after the storm. Yeah, that's nice. And they had, uh, they shared, they had, uh, you know, they had uh, some nice uh, conversation about their parents and their whatever, whatever's going on in the, in the, in their lives. Tander, you have a, uh, a second cloak now. Uh, she was waiting to see the exact, uh, color that yours was because she did not trust your ability to describe color in your letters. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Wow. Before she made one for you. True love. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I well, what can Tander give her back? A fixed roof, from the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, a fixed roof. Maybe you can get uh, help her, like maybe make uh, some new furniture for her house. Maybe help her build a chair or something. Something really yeah, nice. Build her a boat. Lily's taking a long time to find this new field. Apparently, you're out <laughs> in the woods for a while. <laughs> you make a whole dining Five set. Five minutes later, guys, it's right over here. Guys, <laughs> guys, hello. C.S. Lily, uh, there is still more time. What is the next mission y'all are sent on? So, uh, I don't think Lily's been to White Pine, has she? Uh, she is not, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I think that they they went from Wild Seed up north, you know, to Don Rock and around to White Pine because they, um, they had to, they were escorting a, um, someone kind of important, uh, I'm so terrible at this. I, I, I'm so bad at understanding mouse guards, like... (laughs) Society? Yeah, that's basically it. Um, <laughs> well, the book says that there are, are maybe spring festivals. So maybe it's somebody important to a spring festival in Don Rock. Yeah, that could be fun. It's like Mardi Gras. <laughs> are you escorting a a celebrity on tour? You know what? Sure. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking, I was thinking somebody like kind of like wealthy and high profile. Well, I I, I think that after that whole wild seed agricultural mess slash great triumph for Lily. Um, <laughs> uh, write that down. Um, they actually, uh, yeah, they had a, a, a spring festival that had been, you know, passing passing through in preparation. Um, and so I think that they were escorting someone through Don Rock and over to uh, White Pine for a uh, spring festival. Like a, like a performer, I think. What is... A clown, a mouse, a mouse clown. clown. Okay, that, that was my question. So, uh, so Lily, clowns. There aren't a lot of mouse clowns, so it's a, it's a very, actually like a very like prestigious job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind Clowning. of like I, because well, so I mean, yeah, I mean clowns, especially like like clowns of like kind of medievally kind of time, so to speak. I mean, it's a different kind of gig. It's not we we have bards and stuff, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I think that clowns are just as high profile, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so I think we escorted a clown. So big question, are we protecting the clown from everybody else, or are we protecting everyone else from the clown? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, it's just that the weather's been kind of bad lately. I mean, there was a storm. Yeah, you don't want to um, wash their face also, off in the, in the rain. Also, you know, with like the, the new laying of the scent barrier uh, and, and shit like that, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just... We're we're just protecting mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this clown sure. on the way to sure. uh, a spring festival. So Lily, what what goes wrong? What oh. what went wrong with this <laughs> thing? The moment clown. we meet the clown. <laughs> well, so you're not gonna like this. So the the clown actually in the storms, like we, we were okay, everything was fine. But the the clown 
was performing in Dawn Rock, just as like a one of our you know quick stop as we were going to White Pine overnight. A whistle stop and, tour, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and was performing and got a little bit drunk and uh, actually woke up having like lost like all of their uh, clowning devices. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So this clown is a prop comic. <laughs> Yeah, among other things, like they they juggle, you know, yeah, they naturally, they, they naturally. Have, yeah, and they I mean they even have instruments, like they do everything really. But the the thing is, yeah, all their all their various clowning devices, their whole bag of tricks. I mean, that's what they called it, their bag of tricks, their props. and and it it just was stolen. I mean, it was just gone in the morning. I always want to push back against people who simplify this season as Sad Patrol and Clown Patrol, but now it is literally <laughs> you literally made us into Clown Patrol. <laughs> What's the clown's name, Eliza? What's the, What's the clown's, the clown's, clown's name? name? The clown. <laughs> Please. Is it like? Is it like a type of nut? I think like, their name like would start cashew? with. Or it would start with the no. great something. No, the great I something. think that the the clown's name is, of course. Um, <laughs> the clown's name is a uh, citrus. Citrus. It's just the clown's. Yeah. C- citrus. Mm, the clown. Not funny. It's just citrus. What's, the clown. what's their big act? That's Citrus's big, is their big final act. It's when he swallows an entire fish. He, he smashes a watermelon and it takes days. <laughs> <laughs> He's chipping away at this thing for a while. So, so Francisca. Oh no. <laughs> Why'd you want to stop me? Oh, no. You wake up, you wake up in Dawn Rock. Uh, Dawn Rock is a buzz with the the absolute triumph that was Citrus the Clown's one night stand here in in the Dawn Rock Amphitheater, uh, right right on the edge of the Northern Sea. Just fantastic, fantastic venue. The the acoustics, mwah, love it. But in the cold light of day, you see that the entire bag of tricks is missing. Francisca, how do you solve this problem? The clown is very sad. Painting on tears. <laughs> That's actually what we do. We play up the whole tragic clown thing. Oh. We try to win the pity over of the people, and so eventually somebody fesses up because... Oh, you think somebody stole the clown's bag of tricks? Someone traits. clearly did. Or else this would not have worked. Is there a rival clown? My God! <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking welcome, you guys. <laughs> Scurvy the Clown! <laughs> <laughs> is, that Red, is that the Red Hook who escaped from Lockhaven and took oh up clowning? Yeah, Scurvy the Clown is an ex-Red Hook pirate who thought they finally got away from us but couldn't ever stop stealing <laughs> They got in a really tiny pirate ship with 30 other clowns. Bu- <laughs> 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 tried to sail away and we stopped them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. This, this is what happened. So Francisco. Uh yeah, that's that's exactly how it goes. Uh C- Citrus is workshopping his tragic clown material and uh coming up with some great stuff on the road, but then word gets He actually writes a song in this moment called Tears of a Clown, and just so you guys know, if you've been reading the the Mouse Guard comics that follow, you know, these in like the, the time span, mm-hmm. um that goes on to be a huge hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tears of a Clown. It's tremendous. It's, it's so. Liam's favorite song, I, I can confirm. <laughs> but as you're going down the road, uh, uh, you're, you're delayed a bit. He has to workshop it at like open mics, right? Before unloading the, the new acts on uh, your, your next stop. But word gets around and a guilt-ridden scurvy the clown uh, Can I say what happens with that? Yes, yes. He starts pulling out handkerchiefs, but it's that act where they're all tied together, so he's just pulling out a mile of them, trying to hold those. <laughs> and just the absolute pitiability of it, uh, uh, you, you get that bag of tricks back. But I do have to ask, what do you do with scurvy? Is is it, you know, water under the bridge, or, or what do you do? Hmm. Hmm. What if we sentence scurvy to be Citrus's apprentice? to make up for their crime of robbing them. That way, Scurvy can learn the trades of clowning while, uh, while also uh, repenting for their crime. If you did help the other Red Hook pirates get a job, they probably wouldn't have gone back to being Red Hook pirates. <laughs> have you learned your lesson? 
Well, they're actually red nose pirates. <laughs> <laughs> you can write that down. That's canon. That's we're going to have the most diametrically opposed patrols in, ter- in mood. Uh, all right. So, uh, Francisca, there is another... Uh, mission that is awaiting your patrol further in the spring. You've you've made it all the way to White Pine. The the new uh, double act of citrus and scurvy is is taking the town by storm. But there uh, there's still more for you to do before you can rest. What does Blue Patrol uh, uh, get up to next? We were tasked with helping stamp down a new trail uh-huh. from White Pine to. I guess that's for a wood, and then down to Bardstone. Okay, yeah, trailblazing. Uh, but what got in your way? What what kept you from uh, clearing this trail as as efficiently as one might have hoped? Uh, once we got to Furwood, we found out it's tourist season there, and there's a ton of vendors trying to get in our way, trying to get our business while we're trying to work on our business. And they will not let us leave unless we buy something. So, Zeke, you, you've been cornered. You and your entire patrol have been cornered by over-eager street vendors on this uh, deeply important mission to improve the, uh, the, the infrastructure of the territories. How did you overcome this? The the they're selling things, but it has to be it has to be tied to some sort of like local like betterment project. Like it's like Girl Scout cookies, or like <laughs> um, they're like, oh, well, like you know, one one copper piece from every sale goes to like building us a new bridge or something like that. And Zeke is like, oh, I can't say no to oh, these no. people and their bridge. I, I think of all the situations to put Zeke in, a pushy salesman is probably the absolute worst. Zeke buys a, everything? A pushy salesman <laughs> for charity at that, yeah. 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 If it wasn't for charity, then it might be a classic Zeke is mean moment, but like I think it is, and so Zeke is like, fine, okay, and, you just, and he just buys all of it. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to get him to go away. They're, they're satisfied. Yeah, that works. <laughs> now how do we get all this stuff home? Well, now all of us are wearing uh, a ha- hats and wearing- foam fingers. <laughs> oh no, we're wearing t-shirts and hats. T-shirts, and- uh, a flower lay. Our citrus, our citrus, uh, I was at Citrus Scurvy. Oh yeah, we've 20, got our citrus 1150 merch. merch. That, that was what we were paid in for the, for the citrus <laughs> transport. <laughs> like true roadies, we were paid in t-shirts and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I love this game. Like, uh, where our camouflage <laughs> checks are, like, minus two. We look ridiculous. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so, Lily, over the spring, uh, what problem did you solve independently? So, Stencil actually um, actually had a little, a, little, a little leg injury. Oh, buddy. And, uh, Lily was very worried because, um, at least to Lily, it wasn't like, oh, that, that'll be fine, you know, in a day. It was like... Stencil was Stencil was feeling feeling bad for a good week or or so, and Lily was um had to had to nurse her back, so she you know has to has to take care of her and, and make sure that she's okay. And she makes Aww. a little like a little splint for her leggy. She gets better, and then she's in high spirits again. Uh, Zeke, tell me about a time you were there for Lily when she needed you. Probably at the uh, toward the end of all of our. All of our activities, you know, it's it's sort of time for Zeke to to review Lily as her as her mentor, and uh, and so Zeke takes the opportunity to check in with Lily and is like not just telling her that she's like doing a good job, but is also just kind of like, "Are you okay? Like this is gonna be over, and like, what do you want to do next?" Mm-hmm. And he's probably like, "Do you want to see Sable again, or not?" <laughs> Like after the after this, yeah, we're gonna you know head out on another patrol, and we're on our you know maybe we're even headed back in that direction now when we have this conversation, and it's like, what do you what right, do you right. want to do? Because Zeke's not does Zeke doesn't know what to do, <laughs> right? And Lily, she doesn't want to have to be the one to decide, even though you know it involves her. It's she should, but she's not like ready to, so she's just kind of like. This past season, I was, like, able to do... I don't know. I felt like I was finally trusted to, to do more things on my own and, and take care of myself. Afraid of what she would do if she heard that I had uh, some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want her to yell at me again. Probably be more likely to yell at Zeke for that one. 
That's true. That's probably what Zeke says. <laughs> so that she'd be more likely to yell at me, and I could take it, quite frankly. <laughs> and that that does actually elicit a little laugh from her, and it makes her smile. And she doesn't really give a decisive answer. I, I think ultimately she could probably go either way. You know what I mean? She, I mean, she misses her mom so fucking much. She really does. But. You know, this is, how do you really admit that when it's, like, in her head, she spent, like, the season wondering, like, oh, like, she's probably really mad at me this whole time. You know what I mean? Like, it just gets worse in her head, thinking, like, what it's gonna be like. So, she's... Well, Zeke definitely takes this as as a no. The absence of a strong yes is a no. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well... Then I'm I'm gonna make sure you know I'm I'm gonna make sure that I that I argue that you know you're not put in any position where you're uncomfortable and you know you've got to work through this on your own and it doesn't really matter if if she's ready to talk if you're not so well it, it it's been fine you know it's been fine like this and and things have been going well so you don't have to worry about being forced to to pair up with her again if you're not ready easy yes. Do you think she misses me too? Oh, definitely. He kind of says it like in this like, well, of course, what do you... <laughs> what are emotions? <laughs> it, it reaches Lily, nonetheless. Okay. Tander, over the, the course of this spring, what new skill did you learn? Building things that aren't boats. You shut your mouth, how dare you? <laughs> Tander's already good at carpentry too. Was Tander taking... Some improv uh, lessons oh my God. from uh, Citrus. Yes, to help his uh, to help with his stylish flourishes. Oh God, what have I done? Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Clouds are a respectable career, and I'll not have you just mocking them. <laughs> it's please, please, so I'm mocking for Tanner Tanner. to take an improv. <laughs> Tanner okay, needs yeah, to take an improv class. Yes, yeah. forcing all of us to listen to your material. What's the deal with Red Hook Pirates? Sir, there's a lot of cheese in here. All right, congratulations, you're graduated. Oh. (laughs) That will be $85. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Citrus, we're literally not paying you, we're escorting you, and you already got all your shit stolen. I'm sorry, I have a consultancy (laughs) fee, and if you want to complete the program, you need to do a a director's internship. Now that I think about it, Citrus is worse than Scurvy, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Not not the clown, by the way, the actual, like, affliction of Scurvy. Yes. Francisco, what's the most dangerous foe you bested in the spring? A skunk. A skunk, yeah. Tell me about it. When when did you find it? Uh, I think it would be near the end of spring, I would imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're scavengers. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. Oh, and they can eat mice. So yeah, we definitely need to get rid of this one. Okay, so there is a skunk. You find it uh, threatening the stores of uh, uh, Shaleborough as you're heading back toward Lockhaven after everything. Uh, You have to defend uh, this settlement because there are so many mice who depend on those stores. Francisco, what did you do? Well, one of the main things we have to do is to make sure that it does not uh, do the spray in near the food stores. Otherwise, that's, you know, that's food just wasted. So we had to lure it with our, with the fact that we're mice away. Mm-hmm. Tell me uh, the moment of Francisca's greatest bravery in this confrontation. Oh, she got sprayed. <laughs> and she just ran through that and bashed that skunk right in the head. All right. That's a weird place to keep your, your spray glands, but I'll accept it. Well, she, she's, she sandatsu it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is a pretty uh, eventful spring from all of our mice. But, uh, of course, there's somewhere else we need to check in on. Far to the east, farther east than our mice have been in months, uh, lies Dark Heather and Ram Paul within it. Uh, where do we find Ram Paul? Is is this uh, the the Great Hall that we've seen several times? The, yeah, I'd certainly the... say the Great Hall. I think. Okay. Ram Paul is definitely feeling a little bit uh, defensive. You would say. And if anyone were to say this around them, they would probably get their head cut off, but, you know, they're 
He's still a little sensitive about that thumb that they lost to that one mouse. And don't get don't get him wrong, that was very brave of that mouse. But there's still a mood simmering, filling the Great Hall. And it's hard not to be reminded of that mouse when there is another mouse right next to you that has his own history with that nameless mouse. A plump, proud uh, uh, leader of mice, Mayor Cavray. Yeah, I can definitely see them both just sitting there not talking to each other because neither of them wants to be the one to acknowledge the other first. Yeah, yeah, good call. <laughs> I was just giving you a chance to take your turn. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. A wonderful day. Uh, just the, the feast, your... Do you do that every year? A, a ceremony of tribute? I... Mm, if only my poor people weren't in such destitute destitute uh, uh, position. I, I'm the one that gives them the gifts. Rampa, like already has their face in their hands from dealing with this all day. <laughs> How many bottles deep of that hallucinogenic shit must they be? And it's still not <laughs> enough to drown out this voice. Oh my god, I can't believe you did this voice. Anyway, uh, Rampa largely tunes most of that out and then just at the very last bit perks up and says, not really even to Kavra, but over Kavra's head, like, send some food supplies. We need to fatten them up anyway. Your charity is most admirable. Uh, when we first got word that you were interested in, in trading for our fine, high-quality textiles, I was over the moon, ecstatic, overjoyed by the hospitality to, to open your halls to so many of us. Uh, I do appreciate the uh, benefits of working among my peers. No one has quite uh, the, the taste for luxury back in the territories, you see. I see. You know, I grew up as a servant among the servant class. Can you believe that? We must stay grounded, those in our lofty, exalted positions. I had to survive terrible conditions to make it where I am today. And you did say that we're peers, right? Oh, absolutely. No. But we could be, perhaps someday, while like saying like <laughs> like cutting their hand across their throat, like cutting the mic to someone over mm -hmm. Carver's head, like no, no, I'm just fucking with them. <laughs> <laughs> like it could it could very well be that Carver note sees them doing that, but Rand Paul is basically just like, well, I would be honored to give you a taste of the hospitality that the old. Overlord of the Weasels showed to me when I was young. Guards, take him away. So yes, your uh, uh, gesture is caught by the one mouse in this place you can trust. Uh, one who has proven herself loyal and useful, both to you and to uh, Lena, our, our good friend Dala. And then she, in turn, arrives just a second later with uh, a pair of guards, including uh, Gumweld in order to seize Kavray, and he is is trying to struggle, uh, but he, he is taken by surprise, and uh, I mean, a weasel is much larger than a mouse, especially a mouse who's lived a, a soft and pampered life and still does not realize. He's waiting any moment for a sign that, that this is just one of your famous practical jokes. <laughs> one of my, what now? He's hoping you have famous practical jokes. Uh, one of those famous murders that I'm so well known for. One of those japes with the giant sword. <laughs> that's that's the funniest thing you've said all day. Fine, fine. A, a, a mayor is not an overlord, but oh. if not peers, at least friends, pals, partners in this. Are, uh, are we not joined? Are our fates not intertwined? Close your mouth. Listen. I'm doing you a favor. You have... No, you haven't really done anything. Take him away. So, I think Rampal wants to have Kavra sent to like... Sent to like the usual prison, which is... Is it now vacant, or is it going to be vacant in the future? The Great Dank Dungeon, where uh, <laughs> Marks and Brand were held, uh, is currently empty, unless you filled it with someone else in the meantime. But yeah, let, 
let's make it the same. Have you uh, called it the Great Dank Dungeon in other recordings? I have not. Okay, because I feel like that's narrow casting at me, and that's illegal by FCC standards. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it's like, it's still, like, having a prison cell to your own is still, that's like roughly equivalent to being a servant packed into a per servant quarters with 18 others, you know? It, you know, balance. And then, probably gonna just leave him there, and then eventually Rampal has another great idea and just, like, sends a courier down there with a scroll. Just, like, a long list of Rampal rattling off all the things that Kavra did that irritated Rampal that day. <laughs> just, like, you arrived at 8.02. At 8.03, here's how you irritated Master Rampal. <laughs> just kind of on and on like that for the rest of the day. So... Yeah, I think the real takeaway from this is that Rampal's kind of being a sensitive little bitch right now. It's like, it's kind of like he's going through a really intense hate breakup. Mm -hmm. It's like Rampal's like, oh, I just hate that mouse marks. Oh no, I just realized I'll never get to tell him that to his face. <laughs> As Kavray is, is dragged away, uh, the last thing he ever says while seeing the sun is begging for his life in exchange for all the, the wealth of silk he can manage and the most special and gourmet bagels he can imagine. Gumweld is not moved. Days have passed and the days have warmed since Granny delivered her pair of reports. Gwendolyn takes them to read next to an open window. She pours her tea, puts on a pair of glasses, and breaks the beeswax seal on the second. And then, the report on Isold. In the spring of 1149, Isold behaved suspiciously, but for good reason. The culprit behind the kidnappings was her own father, who she had disowned before joining the guard. She disabled him in combats, and we banished him from the territories. Isold holds an anger deep within her, an anger I did not expect. She does not let it show, she hides it deep. Be wary of her. I think she is far more dangerous than she lets on. She has good reason for her anger, and it all seems to be directed at the weasels. For now, I do not recommend anything but to keep an eye on her. Keep Isold at arm's length. Her rage will be an asset in the battles to come, but I fear it will consume her if it has not already. She scares me in a way few mice do. If she survives this war, if everything comes about as I expect it will, I believe Isold will need some time away from the western half of the territories. 